Welcome back to another episode of the Art Inside the Craft podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Glazier, and this is episode number 24. Today's episode is with an incredibly talented singer-songwriter out of Michigan named Myron Elkins. His very first full-length album, Factories, Farms, and Amphetamines, dropped February 2023 and was produced by legendary Dave Cobb and recorded at historic RCA Studio A in Nashville, Tennessee. In this interview, Myron and I talk about the making of that album, his Michigan musical roots, and what it's like as he and the band are out on the road building their fan base show by show. They've been sharing the road with bands like Blackberry Smoke, Marcus King, and most recently had a couple of songs from their new album featured on the hit show Yellowstone. Let's listen in on that interview now. But uh, most of the music growing up was classic country music from my uh, grandpa, uh, I was with him a lot because uh, my dad was a bus driver for a charter bus, and my mom was working as a nurse in a nursing home, and so I was with Papa a lot. We'd play a lot of uh, classic country music. Uh, I think what I really liked about the country music was the stories, and my grandpa was, I don't know, it was kind of a weird, weird thing. He used to sing this song called Bringing Mary Home. It's kind of an old bluegrass tune, and uh, just a great story of... Uh, kind of a spooky story actually of a, a little girl that got killed on a road and a local driver picks her up and uh, brings her home and they when he gets there she she disappears and it's just a cool story and I think the stories in the country music uh, that really really was my big thing I was never like a, a shredder on guitar like you know I, I never really got into shredding and, or anything like that it was just always the story in the song oh that's cool yeah and which kind of is weird because um, nowadays I can respect the the guitar playing and a good riff, but uh, even now I wouldn't ever consider myself a guitar player. It's just always uh, what you're trying to say in a song. I think it all stems from my grandpa's uh, love for country music and uh, me listening to it and just kind of getting obsessed with being a storyteller. Did you have uh, other people in the family or around that played music? And did you start off with guitar or something else? Uh, my dad never picked it up. Uh, my my uncle uh, Jason, he was a uh, he was really into uh, guitar playing, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all the blues stuff. But um, every time I'd I'd hear him play a guitar, I I was very uh, intimidated. I was <laughs> I, I just knew I was like, man, I'll never be able to do that. And I, I never really had uh, the bug to want to do it, I guess. It was just, yeah, I guess I was more intimidated than anything. And my grandpa taught me the uh, DGA, uh, Cowboy Chords. And he still to this day, he, he believes anything other than that's just kind of craziness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, three chords is so, all you need, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, uh, I, I just really stuck with those and tried to imitate everybody I loved all them old story songs and uh yeah that's I was just always acoustic guitar that was that was my thing I kind of grew up the same way playing acoustic guitar and yeah when you look around and you see players who can really play and (laughs) then you're at home with like an old Yamaha you're like man I'm never gonna learn how to do that (laughs) yeah I know and uh even still to this day I, I picked up the electric guitar probably uh year year and a half ago um and it's very intimidating to me i hmm. i'm it's like my I, it gets me nervous it gets me kind of uh 
uh, especially when you're out with somebody like uh, uh, Marcus King sure. um, or Blackberry Smoke. They're, I mean, just insane. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever be there, but yeah, the electric guitar is intimidating. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. I can tell you from uh, from being, you know, I photographed uh, your guys' set over in um, Dubuque, and um, yeah, you you guys did awesome on stage. It was it was incredible. So. <laughs> No need to be nervous. You don't see that from our perspective, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I always put on a mad face. Every time I look at pictures of me, I look mad, but I think I'm just uh I'm concentrating and I'm a I'm a I'm a kind of a nervous wreck for the as a human. I'm just very very nervous person. Well well you put on a great show, so don't don't worry. <laughs> You're doing <Okay>. great. <laughs> um and so then uh, after you start playing, um, did you just kind of start writing songs on your own or did you get together with uh, the band you have now or did you have some other bands kind of along the way? Uh, so kind of a funny thing. I, uh, like I said, I would, I would go around trying to imitate everybody I ever heard. Uh, first it was Johnny Cash. Uh, Walk the Line came out when I was five years old, the, oh. the movie. Yeah. And uh, I got obsessed with Johnny Cash because he is, he's kind of... Uh, the storyteller you know i I don't i don't believe he wrote some stuff but he was really just a uh a great stage presence he was he was the man for me he was the uh i was when i grew up i always said you know i was like i just want to be johnny cash kind of because uh he was the storyteller and then uh from there really covered all the classic country stuff and i would play it for family and I'd start messing up words, and I'd be like, oh, man, everybody knows the words. <laughs> so by 14, I was like, I better start writing some songs. So if I mess up, they don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, for from like 14 to 17, 18, I was just uh, writing songs kind of by myself, never played in any bands. So my timing and stuff was, you know, it was all just kind of very not band oriented mm-hmm. and uh, kind of found myself in a predicament when uh, I was entered into a competition. Everybody's like, oh, man, you're a good singer. You should try it. And they let me in there and I needed a band and I knew knew of some family, sort of, you know, uh, Ricky, our drummer now, and he's my cousin, but we weren't we weren't super close. He came over to play drums, and he's he's music smart, uh, and I'm not. <laughs> and then my other cousin, McKinnon, he jumped on the bass, and Avery Whitaker was on uh, guitar, and we uh, I showed him my songs, and Ricky kind of just produced everything. He was like uh, trying to make everything musically right, you know what I mean? Because I was so ruined by just always playing by myself. Sure. <laughs> It's different when and, you're in a band. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was way. That took some getting used to because I was always on my time. I wasn't worried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was. Kind of, you can tell when somebody, I think, never played with the band before, and I was uh, took some getting used to. But we only had three days, so I showed them, showed them the songs I had at the time, and we went up there. And the first time I heard like a band behind me or just being able to play with a band, it was like, oh, whoa, this is a different, <laughs> this is a different animal. This mm-hmm. ain't. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of, it was more. It was just uh, now playing just alone to an audience seems kind of 
anticlimactic, mm. I guess. Sure. So, yeah, I've never never really co-written when it comes to words. It's always just been I'll have a basic idea of what I want to get across. And there has been a couple times where uh, uh, Caleb, the guitar player now, will have a guitar riff or Ricky will have a guitar riff and I'll bring it home and kind of come back with it. And Ricky will assemble it, I'd say. And we all just kind of throw parts in there as a band. And, but as far as the basic bones of the song, you know, it mostly just I have an idea and we get her done. That's pretty cool, though. You could just kind of call your family and friends up and be like, hey, <laughs> we, yeah, we got three days. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was kind of a it was a really cool show because it was a nice venue, kind of our hometown thing and super competitive, which I don't think music should ever be. Uh, and after we got done with that, we didn't win. We, uh, but, but, uh, after, uh, that I was like, well, I never want to compete like that ever again for music. That was really weird. Hmm. But, but to be able to be in front of a decent sized audience and make a noise louder than an acoustic guitar with, you know, people you love, it was, that was kind of the bug. <laughs> Super cool. Um, and so I was going to ask you, I saw on your page, or at least I could only track down that you have um, just one EP out. Is that right? Or you have something else out at the moment? Yep. We have the one EP uh, out. It's called uh, Just Another Asshole with a Guitar. Uh -huh. um, that is a very like uh, stripped down kind of, um, during the COVID thing, we were gaining some traction before that. We were still new. And uh, when... Uh, everything shut down it was like whoa that that could be it you know yeah but we kept we kept playing and uh we have a great manager and he pretty much just told us well let's put something out and we didn't really want to do a full band thing because we wanted to save it for if we ever got you know if we ever got the opportunity to make an actual thing we could save those songs for an actual producer and an actual studio and stuff and so i just scavenged up some songs that I couldn't uh I could see being more acoustic heavy and we uh went into a house with our buddy Lane cut the songs and just released it just for you know um sake for somebody to have something to listen to so it's I wasn't I wasn't like you know I wasn't super attached to the the EP that came out it's just kind of a um, here you go. Here's something, you know, before that, all we had was YouTube videos and you could catch us live, but not at that time. Right. Um, so, but I, I, I've grown to really appreciate some of the songs on there and we're starting to revisit some of them, approaching them kind of sort of differently in a way that we would have more fun with them. And, uh, that's the only thing we have out right now, but we do have a, uh, an album coming this May that we're really, really super happy with. And we're super excited to have our first actual uh, wholehearted album out. Very cool. So you, you already have that. Um, that's already cut and done. Yeah. We, uh, we recorded uh, in May with uh, Dave Cobb. He's a producer out of Nashville. Sure. <laughs> we were giant fans of Dave and, uh, as soon as we got the opportunity to uh, record with him, we were all super stoked, and we had a big pile of songs from the two years we've been together, and uh, we went into RCA Studio A, uh, 
which was very intimidating for me hmm. and I'm sure everybody in the band because <laughs> yeah, it's know, a legendary it's, spot <laughs> yeah it was very historical and we or at least I can speak speak for myself I just kind of I just shut up and listen and show them what we had and Dave was super understanding we had a lot of fun learned a lot and uh it was real treat to work with a producer so decorated and uh just smart really uh we all really have the same kind of um style of music i would say we all appreciate the same stuff and we came out with an album that we're all super happy with and we're 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 having fun playing it right now even though it's not out we're just trying to kind of get all the the sounds right and Lately, we've been on kind of a cool little stride. We've been out with Blackberry and Marcus King, and we're uh, kind of getting road hot, they say, or whatnot. Yeah, it's uh, these fun. These songs are really fun. I think we we approach the album kind of open-minded, and Dave suggested let's let's make a let's make a fun album because uh, the times are kind of they're very dark, I guess, and just kind of. Not as happy, so we're gonna make a fun rocking album, get people dancing, and that's what we did. And it's it's been a lot of fun to play, and uh, we're super happy with it. That's great. I'm always you kind of already answered the question that I want to ask, but um, I always I always think it's interesting that relationship between um, the musicians and like the producer, just because I think sometimes a producer has so much like back experience that they can see a lot of things that maybe the band themselves may not see. So <laughs> with you saying you just kind of shut up and just listened and, you know, um, were there some, some, uh, songs or some stuff where he maybe rearranged stuff that you guys hadn't considered or hadn't done, or was it just kind of, he put everything down. He just did it in a more, I guess, formal way for you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, a lot of what you're going to hear is, um, the bones that we brought him. Uh, it was easy to listen to Dave because we're we're big fans and everything he's ever done. You know, we, we're big fans of, and I I just think uh, producers deserve a lot of praise uh, that they don't always get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Dave definitely uh, helped us out big time. I think there was maybe two scuffles while recording where we were kind of pushing back and. He was super understanding and we compromised and that was it. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, but I am, I'm kind of proud of that, that I can say what we brought in there was very, uh, very close to what came out of there. Mm, cool. Um, but that doesn't mean that if Dave, you know, wanted to go a different way, we wouldn't have listened. It was just, uh, the way this worked out, we had a lot of material, uh, cause we've worked our ass off for the last two years writing these songs and we had, a lot of a uh, lot of songs to go through and uh what came out of there was pretty true to what we we brought in so mm, that's uh, great hopefully hopefully we made dave's life easy <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah like i said i'm not i'm not very good on the electric guitar and i'm sure he showed us some ways around that i'd say without him that would have been a little tricky mm. but yeah producers man uh, if you're ever listening to an album, check the producer because they have a they have a big fingerprint on whatever you're listening to there. Yeah, and sometimes uh, you know I I did an interview that I just released on the podcast with John Cooney Birdie, um, and and 
that really taught me a lot about that relationship. And, you know, sometimes uh, with the producers, their ability to just, you know, like in your case, you're saying you brought in the bones and that's pretty much what's on the album. That's a real good testament to you and the producer because he didn't try to change, you know, it sounds like he didn't try to change much of what you guys brought. So he's, you know, letting you guys be you, which is really important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're, we're just coming out of an identity crisis. Hmm. Um, being from Michigan, it's very, um, uh, and you love, all, I guess, coming from the North and you love all this, uh, blues music and, uh, uh, Southern rock and roll music and, uh, a lot of stuff that's kind of more uh, you see it coming from different places, not not Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's uh, when we got in there, he made sure that we knew that we were Yankees, that we didn't uh, <laughs> we didn't we couldn't play and explore, and you know, <laughs> and uh, not that we were trying to do that anyway. It was just uh, it was a good reminder to uh, you don't have to be uh, Leonard Skinner, you know, and it's cool to be different. So. I think we just needed to be uh, told that by somebody we trust and uh, that knows more than us. And I think that helped us out a lot. It's because it's been hard kind of for me, at least, to uh, explain what we are. That's really interesting. And you guys are such a young band, too, as far as, you know, just playing together and, um, you know, your first album just now coming out. So you'll I I feel from, you know, as an outsider catching your show for the first time in a live setting you guys just kind of crush it so <laughs> just you know yeah. take some comfort in the fact that whatever you're doing on stage or with your music is completely working and just keep going that way <laughs> yeah and that's that's great to hear because uh last night we had a really good show we were in uh kansas city uh the uptown theater with oh, yeah. uh blackberry with blackberry smoke and we had a good set and uh we got a really good uh kind of roar from the crowd and when we came off we're like instantly we're always trying to think like how could it have been better you know i think uh which i think it's a good thing to have and i've got this constant fear of never being able to write another song so i'm a maniac with just <laughs> writing random shit all the time uh. i think it's kind of a fear of uh sucking or uh a fear of falling off and not being um not being ready if some uh, kind of thing pops up that uh, goes into it. And then mm -hmm. when you lay down at night to go to sleep, you start thinking, like, what are we? And that, that always <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's definitely not the, the thing that's on the top of my mind. The thing on the top of my mind is being ready in any kind of setting, acoustic setting, live setting, you know, mm -hmm. to, be, to be ready to showcase a song and then, I guess that that thing in the back of my mind always is like, what are you really? You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, but you guys are uh, seem to be matched up with some really great bands that um, that fit well with your style of music. So, I'm I'm glad those shows are going well for you guys. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh, about as lucky as any band can get. Uh, like I said, we have a great manager. Um, uh, we kind of have a. It's a, more of a friendship, I'd say. And, he steered us in the right direction, and we've been uh, with William Morris, who's a great booking agency out of uh, everywhere, I guess, uh, L.A., New York, Nashville, and they're great people. And uh, I always look at Ricky, uh, the drummer, and be like, I always tell him, like, something bad's got to happen, man. We're, 
we're getting way too lucky out here. So it's <laughs> nah, either it's, it's all your hard work, man. Yeah, either luck's got to end or we need a reality check. I'm not asking for it, but uh, you know, it does seem it always seems kind of surreal to play with talent like Blackberry and Marcus King being younger, you know, and it just I'm thankful it's just uh seems kind of fishy. I've never been a lucky guy and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, another thing I was kind of curious about, I'm I'm always interested in um, how bands actually get to where they're at. So are you guys on, a, uh, like technically, are you on a label or is everything you do pretty much independent? Like, Yeah, in December we signed to Electra Records. They're an old school uh, a label uh, off of Warner. And uh, that's kind of another uh, kind of another lucky streak we got on there. Great people there. We're good friends with Will. He's the AR guy, and and Dave Cobb uh, has a a label off of Electra, I believe, called Low Country Sound. And I think technically we're on that. And they've uh, we've been living off uh, the advance that they they gave to us, and we've been uh, living high on the hog out here. We're not <laughs> we're not struggling enough. I think that might be a either a good thing or a bad thing. It does give us more time and get some pressure off our backs to uh not be so at each other's throats all the time probably but uh um so yeah we're we're with electra right like electra records cool and so now you've got i think i saw you guys got what like a week break in between um shows right now is that right yeah we're heading to uh bloomington illinois we're gonna be playing a little show there that we get to headline and then uh uh detroit Pig and Whiskey Festival, and then uh, we get a, a week uh, where we added a bass player since the last time you saw us, mm. and uh, he's a very talented guy, and uh, we've been having fun writing new material, kind of revisiting some old material, and just, you know, trying to get get more, uh, I guess, uh, more cover more ground with him, and uh, so... He's been staying up there with in Michigan with us, which uh, I'm sure for him isn't, you know, he's a he's a Illinois guy, but he's out of Nashville. I'm sure where we're from, the small town in Michigan, he's probably like uh, ain't shit to eat there. We have one little restaurant we bring him to every day, and he's probably sick of all the food. But yeah, we've been woodshedding it in the old practice barn with him, and just writing new stuff. He's a real smart guy musically too, so. Yeah, we we're 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 doing good, recovering ground, and we do have that week off. But I think it's a good thing we get to uh, go ahead and get get a little better and head over to Arizona and play some shows, and hopefully we can find something out that way that we can just kind of make it happen. We're trying to make a living on this thing. That's fantastic. Well, where where do you want me to send people um, to kind of follow along with everything that you're doing and stay up to date? Uh, we got a, a Facebook. Uh, Myron Elkins and the Dying Breed on Facebook, um, Instagram, and then uh, we do have a website, but it's uh, a little outdated. And uh, I think we're all we're all in a hurry up and wait mode for the, uh, this coming spring, so we can uh, really attack this thing and hopefully land a real tour and go out there and promote this uh, album even more, and eventually find our way back into the studio with Dave to cut a new one. You know. 
Will the um will the new album that's coming out? Are you guys getting that pressed on uh, vinyl as well as like CDs and digital downloads? Or yeah, we'll have a uh, we'll have a video coming out that we're working on now. Uh, we'll have a whole new merch line. Uh, I'm gonna make sure vinyl's in there because I'm a big fan of vinyl. So we'll have a whole new merch line coming out, and you know a lot of people love to stay independent. I'm all for it, but when you're uh, Given an opportunity to work with a label, I'm going to use it to my fullest, and we're going to have some nice shit out there. I think uh, they're going to push the thing for us, and uh, it's going to be real professional, hopefully. And from what I've heard and who I've talked to, they're all excited at the label, too, and it's going to be a real release. And uh, hopefully uh, it uh, translates to the audiences. Yeah, well, like I said before, man, um, when you guys – when you guys are on stage and and playing it it's it's just an incredible show your music is really cool i love your music so um and like i said i think you guys are fitting in really well with the bands you know like marcus king and uh blackberry smoke and stuff so yeah i think you're gonna get a ton of fans uh, a lot more people looking and listening to your guys's music so yeah keep going (laughs) yeah we we plan to uh being from where we're at we we uh I, I was a welder for three years and uh everybody's kind of uh out of high school you go to work and to be out here traveling the country man it's uh i'm a big fan of history i'm a big fan of uh, the united states as a whole you know and just to be able to see these places is uh pretty special i i really enjoy the travel and i like uh we haven't been too far west but arizona would be probably like we're on mars uh, <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen a desert I'm oh not yeah sure if there's not sure if there's one there. I've we went to Florida like twice, and when I was a kid, and that was about it. So to be able to see, you know, Virginia and the Carolinas and uh, Kansas and all these places, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun, and we're gonna keep doing it till uh, you know it's not physically or mentally possible anymore. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I just happened to see. Um... Um, I photographed uh, Tyler Bryant and uh, Graham Whitford when they were here um, at Woolies, and I just happened to see that they swung by the old Kalamazoo Gibson plant and uh, took some pictures of the door, and I was like, man, that's still there. I got to get up there. <laughs> I got to go yeah, take some pictures of that spot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's one of the few prides we got where we're from. Uh, I play a, a heritage guitar um, mm-hmm. on stage with me now, and um, heritage, if nobody knows it's uh after gibson left in 84 it left a lot of people without jobs a lot of luthiers that were stuck in michigan that didn't want to make the move um and uproot their family so they all got together and uh started a heritage guitar company and they started right back to what they were best at in that old factory they started building uh heritage guitars and after a couple lawsuits and some working outs they were found themselves a comfortable little spot in that historical building making the the same old guitars you know gibson was cranking out of there so uh-huh. that's a that's kind of a cool a cool kalamazoo it kind of hurts me kalamazoo doesn't um it's not a they have a lot of history there and they don't i, I don't feel they embrace it enough it's kind of a it's kind of a little bit run down and uh worn out but hopefully you know one of these years they'll kind of reestablish it 
I want to send out a huge thank you to Myron for the conversation. It's been exciting to watch these guys grow and build their brand as a hard-working Detroit rock and roll country band. They are continually getting invited on more and more big name tours and I'm optimistic and excited for their next few years as they get more road time and more songs written. Get out there and see these guys wherever you may be and pick up an album or some merch to help keep these guys rolling on the road. This episode is also the first where I get to welcome Inc19.com as a sponsor of the show. I've been writing and photographing for them for quite a while and it's a great place to check out new music, movie, and book reviews. Also, follow along with Black Cat Bone Productions on Instagram for updated episodes and photography. And as always, I will catch you all down the road.